Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. Uh, we have a very special episode today uh, with me, of course, is Susan. Hi. You didn't introduce yourself. I'm Guthrie. Hi. <laughs> yes, and and why is this a very special episode, Guthrie? So this is sort of this is going to be sort of a potpourri episode. Um, we I want to talk about. Uh, audio, artificial intelligence, that's yeah. going to be a fun topic. We yeah. have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is COVID, and just yeah. update everyone. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast recently, uh, and I'm, I'm behind. So we are recording this on April 17th. I don't know when that happened. It April was, 17th, 2020. I, I feel like it was March... 28th about yesterday so i'm not yeah. not sure where two weeks went that's a little scary um so we'll, we'll we'll talk about the covid stuff but he you know he does like a sports podcast and he had his main guy ryan Rosillo on and he's like look you know we're trying to strike the right balance because obviously it's a serious situation and it's obviously like the thing that's happening and you know, but but also everyone's talking about it, and so we also want to be fun and be a distraction, and not just, and not just talk. So about that's it. what we're gonna. But do you, too. but you got did you get but you got to talk about it because it's such a huge because it's deal. there. So yeah. we'll, we will. Um, okay. He kind of gave a, a a disclaimer at the top of his show that I also want to give at the top of mine, which is we're gonna try and strike that balance. Okay. Between talking about COVID, but we're also not gonna talking ignore about it. Yeah, we're not going to ignore it, but, but also we're, we're not. We're, gonna do other we're trying to do some stuff that's fun too. But you didn't say why this is such a special podcast. No, I didn't. I was waiting for you to do that. This is our one hundredth yeah. podcast episode, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember when we started, but anyway, this is number one hundred. I can tell you when we started. Oh, I mean, um, yeah. We started. Yeah. And uh, it was it was November of 2015. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we haven't been doing them that often, have we? <laughs> that's terrible. I shouldn't have asked you that question. No, you say that, but 100. That's a lot. That's a lot. I okay, mean, now yeah, it is a lot. It seems like a lot. In some ways, though, it went really fast. It like went it, really fast. Like, I just can't believe there's really a hundred. But I know. But we we number each of them. <laughs> we number. We number. <laughs> so we know that there's a hundred because um, we put numbers on them. But. So a couple, a couple, yeah, just a couple quick things. So you know, it's a celebration for us. Yay! Especially because yeah, uh, you guys who are listening, you know, we don't have ads. We don't get supported in any way. We just do it just for for fun and. A little bit of publicity that comes with it, you know. Yeah. Not gonna. It's not entirely selfless, but yeah. Um. So it's it's a lot harder to do a hundred podcasts when you're taking time out of your day, out of your week. I mean, and then it, you know, it's a it's a block. It's a chunk. You have to out of your make sure you're all ready and, and get the clients. mic set up, and then yeah. afterwards, um, I gotta mix it and um, put our it's sounds not that together, much work, but it is export, but it is upload, work. server. And when you got other things going on that are grabbing your time and attention, then it doesn't always take first priority, but we like doing it. So let me, um, let me, let's, let me, I'm going to quiz you here about some of the episodes we've done. Oh no. 
God. Okay. This is going to this is I might look bad. I don't like to look bad. Well, you just have to guess. You just have to guess what the number of the episode is. Ah, I'll never be able to guess that. Go ahead. I'll never be able to guess. Do that. you remember? Yeah. When we did a podcast yeah. about chatbots. Um, yes, it wasn't that long ago. What what number was that? I'm going to say that was like 89. That was 80. Oh, I wasn't that far off. Okay. I there, okay. there okay. was eight in the Makes number. Sense. Okay. Um, yeah. What podcast... <laughs> Remember remember our Stockholm podcast where we talked about all the different um the different things that we saw in Stockholm the different yeah. uh talks we uh, saw at Business to Buttons? Yeah. What number was that? Uh, 65. That was number 9. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna... bad. Um I was way off on that. Do you remember uh, Damien Borba was on the podcast? Damien from Adobe. What number was Damien at? Well, now I'm getting much less confident. <laughs> uh, 42. 49? No, you're doing, oh. you're doing great. Oh. <clears throat> um, how about, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to find one that's a little, that's like a little more vague. Um, we did we did one on forms. Yes, one of my favorite topics. What was forms? Ooh, this is tough. Yeah. Fifty two. Fifty three. Wow. Oh, oh. So good. Wow. All right, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you have a f- do you have a favorite episode? No, they're all my children. Um, no, do you have a? But does one episode like stand out as being especially memorable? Um, to be honest, uh, the, actually, the school episode, which was a two-parter, which was a was, long time ago, uh, twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, it was a two-parter. I, I, twenty-five was schools and twenty-eight was schools part two. I actually thought that was those were pretty good. That's um, interesting. And we got some good traction. I remember. I remember being proud about. Yeah, that was like that's that's a good that was a good podcast. Um, I, some some of yeah. our guests have been really really solid. Yeah, but just because they're really solid. Um, some of our guests. So now our guests have to wonder <laughs> which of them are the oh, solid ones and no, which you one said, we're look, like. We have a hundred eh. podcasts. You said you know what was like the best. No, no, one, no. I know? understand. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that's you know. So you know, but I'm sure our audience has wildly oh, different. Okay, so so I have a. Couple. By the way, Brexit. We did a Brexit episode. Yeah, that was I number that. seventeen. I remember that one. Head of the game. On Brexit. I remember that. I, we we were together, I think, in a hotel room recording that because we were on the road for something. At least I I remember being on the road. Okay. You, know, I I have a I have some requests of our listeners. First of all, I'd love okay. to hear from them about, you know, if they have a favorite or most memorable episode from, all right. I mean, I don't know if they've listened to all 100, but <clears throat> if, if any of you listening want to, you know, send us an email at 
uh, info at theteamw.com. We'd love to hear what you thought was the most interesting or most memorable or favorite or best topic or any best guest, anything like that. That would be wonderful. And then uh, I also, we, we tend to make this request at the end of the podcast. And we I remember last time we were talking about why do we do it at the end when people have, you know, they know it's the end and they stop listening. So I'm going to make the request now, which is if you have topics that you'd like us to cover on an episode, um, also email us at info at the team dot the team w dot com and let us know about that because we'd love to uh, know what you guys would like to hear about. Um, I have a couple of other announcements. Sure. Announce yeah. away. I feel like this is like, you remember when you were at school and they came on the loudspeaker in the morning and made announcements? Sure. (laughs) During homeroom? I feel like that's what we're doing. All right. Okay. So another announcement I have is that uh, we we just announced on all our social media stuff that the second edition of one of my books is has gone to the publisher and is getting ready for printing and that's um the big one the big one the hundred things every designer needs to know about people yeah which has been really of all the books i've written i'll be honest it is the most popular and best-selling one and um so we did a second edition of it uh updating some of the research update just updating stuff it's a it's a sprucing yeah, it's not, and and I announced that yesterday on LinkedIn, and people have been so wonderful and saying such kind things. Oh, really? Oh, oh. I've been getting just an out. I, it's like You're I didn't know outpouring. I have been getting an outpouring of wow. you know people saying I love the you know I love the book and, and so on. And a couple of people have asked, okay, how different is it? You know, <laughs> do I need to buy the new edition? Absolutely no. I'm not going to say that. I will say <laughs> that if you want the shiny new copy with the updated research and the updated examples, then you might want to buy the the second edition. Um, cool. If you're going to wreck, what I've been telling people is if you're, you know, because a lot of people, I'm so grateful, they recommend the book to others, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. If you're going to recommend the book to others, you know, yeah. Well, I think pretty soon you probably can't buy the first edition anyway, but... So if you, you know, if you read the first edition a while ago and you, and you loved it, but, you know, it's, it's just has pride of place on your shelf and you don't really need to look at it again, then uh, my publisher will get mad at me for saying this, but I don't know that you need to run out and buy the second edition. But if you want the shiny new copy, a little bit different color on the cover and uh, the the updates then you might want to check it out it is available for pre-order on uh, you know all the various places that one buys books buys books so um, yeah so that's okay. kind of exciting that that's that's done and it, uh, th- that's my the end of my homeroom announcements do you have uh, any homeroom I have I have one one okay. quick announcement and then we'll then we'll jump into COVID okay um, which is not actually the total topic for this podcast we have so. well it actually is related to covid okay so we so, have a couple but anyway what's um, your announcement we Do have announcement? you know we had a lot of events you know oh that scheduled that scheduled got canceled. and they all got canceled and post- postponed yeah. officially but 
Um, so, yeah. you know, we don't know. Um, I know some people out there were excited for us to come. We were going to come to Raleigh, North Carolina, and Hartford, Connecticut. Minneapolis. London. St. Louis. Milwaukee. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff planned Workshops, just for this quarter. And, keynotes. Uh, of course, all canceled. Yeah. Um, but I only bring it up to say we have not been idle. And um, we are recording a tremendous amount of online training and online content. So if you like our online courses, um, keep an eye out because there'll be a lot of yeah. stuff coming down the pipe. Well, very soon. you know, speaking of updates, we updated our UX fundamentals. That's true. Yeah, UX uh, fundamentals. That's got new. Out. Uh, we updated tweet. our conceptual model design course. That's mm-hmm. new. And we have, I'm sitting here looking at um, our new setup. So we have uh, in our recording studio, we have a brand new camera, a brand new microphone, sure. um, and uh, new monitors. So, uh, you know, the, we've updated content on these, but also the, the video and the audio. And we have, we have another um, whole certificate curriculum almost done. And then um, two others that are two in others in the works. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's so what we've be, been. Yeah. We have not been idle. No, that's, that's a Lots lot of, of what stuff we've been working on. on. So yeah, keep, keep, stay tuned and we'll let you know when, uh, when the online video courses, when the new stuff comes online. All right. We keep doing podcasts. Okay, so we're done with announcements. We're we're done with the announcements. All right. Um, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, so hang hang with us uh, there, everyone. We'll we'll get to we'll get to the fun stuff. Um, let's do let's do the the COVID talk. So, uh, yeah. it is again April seventeenth. We are yeah. here in the United States. Um, Guthrie, you are uh, sheltering in place in I, Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sheltering in place in Chicago. I'm sheltering in place in Wisconsin, where I live. Um, so part of the, you know, I thought about doing some COVID podcasts, um, but I ended up not because things were changing so quickly, but even if you are right at the time, the way you would talk about it and the way you processed it and, oh, what might happen next, you listen to it in a week and it sounds silly and you sound naive or you sound, um, alarmist, alarmist. like like you're never going to get it right. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of didn't make any sense. I would like to go on the record and say that I called all of this. Uh, <laughs> I was my my birthday was on January twenty seventh. Yeah. Well before it was an outbreak. Yeah. And uh, I was I, I I have I have proof. I was telling everyone, guys, uh, like we have there's going to be there's like community spread in the United States in February, early February, like this like we're this train is leaving the station. Get ready. Yeah, no, Buy I mean, I, I mean, I can corroborate this because uh, you and I were talking about it as part yeah. of our, you know, just daily conversation. And uh, yes, you were very early. I was like moderately concerned. You were like, get ready. And then, and then, to to my uh, credit, I started listening to you. So. Um, you know, and the result of that was I got toilet paper before everybody else <laughs> realized they needed toilet paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, seriously though, I, I, you know, I did start thinking ahead and, um, yeah, so it's, it's been, uh, it's definitely been a very surreal experience. Yeah. One of the, um, I was just telling someone yesterday, one of the weirdest things is that like there are, 
like bad things happening to yeah you know kind of friends family of friends that i'm close to yeah um like very bad sad things and yeah. um you know about covid but it doesn't none of it really feels real because you're just in your house every day so um like you don't you know you're not seeing it face to face yeah it's like it's like anything outside your little bubble kind of doesn't exist it's very strange um, it is a um you know that i mean we could probably do an episode on the psychology right i'm a psychologist on the psychology of uh isolation or the psychology of covid or whatever yeah. but yeah it is it is a really um unusual time i mean so far as we're recording this both you and i have have been able to stay healthy mm-hmm. so i'm uh very grateful for that yep um i mean so and it's the psychology of it is really fascinating because so again it's the 17th i'm looking at the numbers for the 16th April. it's like uh, yeah um there is sort of a feeling that we've hit the peak that we've made it over the mountain um i don't do you believe that well well i'm just saying this is sort of the the feeling in society as of today in the united yeah. states yeah uh tr- you know uh tr- president trump has been talking about reopening economies yeah. uh stock markets up yeah. um, people are kind of looking to okay what are the next steps like right, all right, right we've right. like we've bent the curve congratulations and yet today or yesterday with the last day that statistics were in it were the most COVID deaths of any day yet. So yeah. it's so weird because it's the worst it's ever been, and yet it kind of feels like things are going. Yeah, it's like, oh, dead. it's the worst, so we must be almost done, right? Uh, it it is, uh, yeah. So so again, I don't want to you know prognosticate about what the future holds, and it's hard to tell if this will yeah last a long time or what's going to happen. But um, I am I am glad that we have at least in the first. The first round, we have bent the curve in a very substantial way. Um, so I'm I'm here in Chicago. Uh, we were our our governor and mayor was very very early in shutting everything down. I think people have been heeding for the most part the shelter in place pretty well. So things things have not been too terrible here, um, as opposed to other urban yeah. cities like New York City was is probably I mean that's probably Chicago's only comparison in the United States. Right. Um, though even New York is much more densely populated than Chicago, but and and I'm up here in rural Wisconsin. Yeah. Where you can go for a walk and and be, you know, a hundred feet from a yeah, cow. Don't... Even I mean, you don't even <laughs> see people. So. That's right. Uh, but you, there is, we there are is not, COVID. There is COVID co- up in there's COVID Maryland up County. Here. There's but COVID up here. But we're just not very It's dense. easier to stay away from everyone. Huh? It is easier. It is easier. And I'm very, uh, you know, the other thing that's that's nice about. You have a backyard. Being up here is, yeah, it's easy to be outside. So, yeah. you know, I can go for walks. No problem. I very, can very hard to be outside. Here. Go out in my own we, backyard. We, we went out and we walked. We tried to, like, walk to the lake. Uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and I mean there's just swarms of Too people around people. yeah it's it was it was it was hard to walk around so yeah so I, I'm I'm really glad I can go outside although outside here on April 17th I have a backyard full of snow you know it is also I'm looking at the window right now it is also snowing here that's unusual for you yeah um 
It's it's actually a little it's not as unusual as you think. Hmm. Um, so Chicago is right by Lake Michigan. Yeah. The so lake. You get that the lake, lake is. No, we don't get lake effect. The oh. the weather comes in from the west. The lake is to the west of us, so you have to be on the other side. No, I hate but to tell you the wet, the lake is to the east of you. The east, the lake is to the east of us. The weather <laughs> comes from the west. Yeah, that one. Oh my god. Um, the the other okay. west. The other west. Um, oh, so the point is, is that in the summer, the yeah. lake warms up all summer. Yeah. And then when the cold weather hits, it's this warm heat sink that oh. sort of keeps the city warm. And then in the spring. The lake is cold from the winter, and so the warm oh. weather kind of comes in, but it's acts, it, it kind of keeps the city cool um, into later summer than usual. So that's uh, that's sort of the hmm. sort of how, how it works by the lake. And we're I mean we are especially for myself who I moved. I'm now four blocks from Lake Michigan, so I'm very very close. You're very to close. Lake. Okay. All right. So let's. Uh, any, anything else? I mean, yeah. COVID, economics, uh, the you ex people. Uh, people don't under. I'm trying. I'm trying to do like the entire podcast of what I would do in like 60 seconds. Uh, people don't uh, are really bad with math. That's a whole. That's a that's a section in my in my behavioral economics book. Um, people, people are very bad at predicting. The, they the don't mood. They can't. People don't intrinsically inherit. So, uh, if you have two apples and I give you two apples, you have four apples. You have twice as many apples. People can instinctually understand that kind of math. Yeah. Um, exponential growth. Yeah. Logically, yeah, yeah. people understand, no, but no. emotionally, they, they don't. don't it doesn't feel as dramatic. And right. The the idea that. Uh, you know, we were in the United States. We were doubling every three and a half days for a while, and now I think we're more of a five and a half to even seven and a half to ten and a half doubling. Yeah. But you know, at, at a three and a half day clip, um, you know, you have you have factors of ten x <laughs> very fast, right? And it's hard for people to to really wrap intrinsically their understand. Heads around that. Yeah, right. I'd be like, you know, it's not that bad. We only have a thousand cases. Okay, right. well, at a at a you know, at like a three day doubling in two weeks, you're gonna have, yeah, I, don't know, I don't even know what it is, ten thousand, twenty thousand, right, right. you know, th- it's not that you're gonna th- have another, two week, yeah, another two, three thousand, yeah, ten days, you know, ten days is ten thousand, ten more days, a hundred thousand, right. and all of a sudden things get crazy. So. Yeah, people aren't great with that. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So that's 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 sort of the that's sort of the COVID update. I think yeah. we've. Anything else you want to say about COVID? No. Yeah, stay inside. Stay safe, everyone. Um, so yeah, but I, I thought I thought we did have to. I did. You wanna, didn't want to ignore that it was. I didn't want to ignore it. I want to give you know kind of my perspective and. Okay. Um, uh, we're hoping we're hoping for the best and preparing for not as good. <laughs> uh. So let's move on to a more fun topic. Okay, what's that? So I had a dream. Okay. Uh, last night. We're gonna do dream interpretation now. That actually, sure, sure. <laughs> I was kidding, but okay. So here, here was my dream. All right, I'm ready. Um. 
I'm gonna skip some of the different first part of the dream, which was a little more video gamey, where I had to like there was a guy and I had to race him for a jewel, and I'm just gonna skip that part. Okay. I'm work. I I am working at a sort of a shipping truck. This is the dream. Yeah. Um. Very advanced. This is not. This is not like a not like a country truck stop. This like is like a like a. Big, a big warehouse, Logistics factories. Distribution yeah. Kind yes. Of thing. Okay. Yes, and trucks are coming in, and they're getting yeah. loaded with stuff, and you know, covered in, um, you know, plastic tarp for to protect it from rain, and okay, that 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 kind of advanced yeah. sort of logistical center. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, so it's sort of an urban center, and so there's, um, there are. We'll just say, you know, this is this is this has been a reconverted old hub. Okay. All right. Um, and there's a girl who I become friends with, and she wants to show me something. And so, you know, you go like there's like a series of doors, and you sort of go d- deeper into the city, and like deep underground, she has found this um, trove. That was made, you know, we'll just say in sort of an alternate universe, alternate history. This trove of uh, old recordings that was, um, I, I don't even know how to say. Uh, it's sort of like, sort of like, like human beings, like in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Like some, it was like some sort of CIA government program. Nineteen thirties, forties. Yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. Okay. Think, think of like that when people had like a lot of human, a lot of time on their hands to do manual human work. Okay. And they, um, uh, they, they recorded like all of human knowledge and human history and conversation, all this stuff on, onto on, like real to real tapes. Yeah, yeah, real to real tapes. Right, exactly. And maybe in the future, or phonographs. It was not phonographs. Let's let's do on like the conversations of like every single person, but not but not just like mass data collection, but then like categorized and summarized, okay, and like and sort of sorted in this in this way. Cataloged. And, yeah, cataloged. And so it's this incredible data trove. Okay. Uh, and maybe we'll just say that it had been digitized at some point. Blah blah blah. And so so she had you know she was working at this at the stop, but she like found this you know, the, the passageway to this old forgotten vaults. And um, and so she had taken a very regular open source AI protocol. And, okay. but, and she had um, made her own very sophisticated AI, her own sophisticated deep learning program. But the program that she had done was completely based on um, audio sources only for information. And the result was a much richer, more vibrant, more human-like experience with this advanced AI program. So that was my dream. Okay. And it <laughs> got, and I, and I, and I woke up and immediately realized, I, I, and if this is, I think this might be a good idea. So, so, and and I, I I'm just gonna say right up front I am not an expert on the technology behind AI okay and I would not consider myself an expert either although you might know more than I know I have a sophomore knowledge I have a freshmanic knowledge mm. like a freshman 
Sure. I mean, I may have a middle schoolish knowledge, <laughs> really, more accurately. So, so you're saying the 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 implication of the dream was that the machine learning and the AI was being fed with this audio with audio files. Audio only. Audio only recording. Now, how how is how is it done? most of the time not so, in your dream so if you think about it most of the AI deep learning algorithms that are developed I mean a computer doesn't know what a sound wave is it doesn't know that when I but say the word bagel no but hold on hold on a bagel doesn't doesn't mean anything to it so the way that you know that like the series of the world or the you know the okay googles of the world sorry sorry everyone um i apologize for that i didn't realize what i've done um everyone's phone just buzzed um (laughs) what it's it's built on text because that's it's built on on what is the logical framework of language so the first the first logical framework is there are there are sentence structures that can make sense to uh, an al- an algorithm, you know, I want a bagel. You can sort of break you can break down the from the human speech to the the writing to the abstract of what of what it is the request is. So I yeah. is the is the noun yeah. want right this right. thing desire desire something what does want mean okay a bagel bagel being the object here and you can draw the lines and so then when you say that to your smart device it can it 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 can turn bagel it knows that the the algorithms can take that sound and turn it into the word bagel Right, so and it can look online. It knows what a bagel is. Yeah. Right, because because it so so you're turning what you're doing is it's 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 a natural translator right. from the voice the sound into the sound to a to probably text code text and then code, code text yeah well we would consider text a word uh, fragmentations that then it assemble that then it analyzes and assembles into okay this is probably what it wants and i'm sure the the people who actually do this kind of stuff it's i'm i'm a little off base or a lot of base that's fine so you don't think right now <clears throat> most of the time at least it's just going from audio in without that text well if it could go audio in it would it would be completely that that would be like sentient ai like there's <laughs> like that's the whole point is that nothing like that exists today? Um, because I, I don't know how it could. Okay, so then what's your point? So when you know humans don't, and and the and I have I'll give you the I'll give you the phrase I'll give you the argument and they'll give you the counter argument. Okay. Um. Humans, when they're children and they're learning 
how they're 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 figuring out language. They're not using they're not they're not using words in the way that they're written out. Right. That's that they're using true. audio. Right. They're turning they're turning ba ba into you know, you know, da da into into sort of they're putting together the building blocks of what are these sounds, but the sounds are directly related not to a word, but to objects. So the counter is what about people who are deaf? Um, but you know, I, I, and I don't have enough experience there. I don't know if people who are when they when if they're deaf and they're signing. If they sort of feel it in the same way that um, people who are hearing words sort of feel language as sort of a natural thing. So, you know, I'll, I'll set that to the side because I, I just don't know. So that, that's a good mark against my argument. So the thought is, is what if you constrain your AI to only be able to use sound. The data set you're using is strictly audio based. You can't you can't cheat. You can't have it look up things on the internet to learn what things are. The only way it can learn. And this is why it hasn't happened because it's maybe impossible, but again, this is a dream. So we'll just assume that, you know, this is this is like I'm trying to pr predict like the next sort of step in in deep learning development. So what if the only data set it can use is audio and maybe we'll throw in like visual cues too. Right, I was going to say what about audio sure. and visual? Right, right. So so you're forcing the AI to learn the same way a baby learns. Okay, well I was going to bring this up because you know the machines are not humans and you know the brain the brain is is the brain and it works in its own very unusual ways and machines don't necessarily work that way so just because something you know just because a particular form of learning is efficient in humans or efficient in children or efficient in babies does not mean that that would be necessarily the most efficient way for a machine to learn. Oh, it would be really inefficient. Terribly inefficient. Then why would this be a good idea? Well, the the whole point is is how can we move beyond like a lot of the deep learning results is very clunky. Like it's very um as are the it human feels like you put results. something in and it goes through an algorithm and then it spits it out which is exactly what it's doing um and so it's a lot of trial and error no no i know but like um but if you said like you know uh if you if you develop an ai to try and draw a horse and you know, you say, okay, draw a horse. You can like see it trying and you can you can see it like looking at a billion pictures of a horse and then trying to kind of mimic the horse like features, but like not but like but like it's 
there is no brain behind it. It's not thinking. It's just sort of randomly trying to spit out the result right. using a bajillion algorithms. Right. And that works pretty well or really well for some applications. But how do we take AI to the next step where it's actually sort of sort of intelligent in some way beyond just like like Tesla's really good at, at seeing a stop sign. It can take it, it has it has the 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 neural networks that it's using are really really good at looking at a video feed and recognizing red stop sign in a you know what the, the weirdo shape it's in it's just it's the word stop and it's just good at recognizing that and knowing what a stop sign is but you know you wouldn't expect it to have like a friendly conversation with you to to be able to really understand what you want to do like like to get to predict behavior in a sophisticated way beyond just running an algorithm so my my big thought is that humans are so good the reason humans are so good at predicting the behavior of other humans is because of language um you know you if i start to say if i if you if you're watching me and i'm starting to say something if you know someone you kind of know what they're going to say before they say it you can the words are getting finished in your head before they're even finished in the other person's head i think that's one of the reasons that we can do things so fast so if you look at like a baby trying to learn language a lot of mimicry and, and just and a lot of guessing. Well, okay. So I happen to know something about this. I know. This is why I brought it up. Because <laughs> I, th- I thought we might actually be able to do a good job. Before, before you do, let me just say. Yeah. So again, the theory is, is that if you restrict the learning to only being able to use, let's just, we'll just say instead of a trove of audio files, we'll just say it was a trove of, you know, video files of the, of the person, you know, talk, you know, video of them talking and you know, show maybe maybe with like, like talking about this is a horse and like showing what a horse is. Yeah. You know, um, learning the same way that like a baby learns. And if you only restrict it to just that, you're going to force the algorithms to have to make a lot of assumptions and to really sort of understand at a deeper level what's going on beyond. Um, I guess I guess sort of. Not so right now you can sort of cheat and not you don't you know the computer doesn't know what a bagel is it doesn't care what a bagel is because it's it's just putting together the context I want a blank noun look it up oh online the bagel says this is thing input picture bagel right you know what I'm saying um, it's it's not it has no concept of what a bagel is so so how how can we go that next step and have it actually start to understand things. So, okay, go back to how babies learn. Well, there's this great, um, there's this woman uh, who is a professor at the University of Washington. Uh, That's the state of Washington, I believe, Um, in the U.S. Her name is Patricia, I'm not going to pronounce it right, Patricia Cole, K-U-H-L. And she has this 
uh, amazing TED Talk that I really recommend if you're interested at all in this whole idea of how do babies learn language? How do they how do they make meaning out of sounds? How does that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, she has this great TED Talk where she talks about her research with this. And she <laughs> she has these great video clips she uses in the talk with there's these babies with this, you know, their kind of machine is is hovering uh, above their head. It looks like a gigantic uh, old-fashioned salon hair dryer. Um, and it's actually doing uh, scans of the brain um, while the baby is, while people are talking to the baby. And um, what she found with this is you, and I believe in the TED Talk, she shows the scans. So what, what and, and she talks about um, the, the kind of how this develops over time. You know, at what point, and it's a couple of months old, uh, the baby's brains start reacting to sound and speech differently, and they they are doing. She's she says they're doing statistical sampling of sound. The brain starts to do statistical sampling of sound, and to r- start to recognize, first of all, that some sound is speech and other sound is just sound in the environment and it starts reacting differently to speech. And then it starts reacting differently to speech in uh, the language it's hearing most. So she shows how, you know, if you, you take someone uh, and, and you know, if the baby's growing up in a family where they speak English and then someone comes in the room and starts speaking English, the brain reacts in one way. And these babies are at this point maybe like, eight months old or something and Mm. then if someone comes in the room and has the same interaction with the baby but is speaking in Chinese and the baby has not been exposed to Chinese the brain is reacting in a totally different way so over time it starts to sample and pay attention to sounds that it recognizes and 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 it's just to me it was like just a fascinating look at how is it that we do learn language? How is it that we develop the capability of understanding what people are saying and then start speaking it? Um, and she's done all other kinds of, uh, uh, you know, interesting interesting research on, on language. But That's so cool. I, I think it, you know, it isn't, it, it's an interesting idea idea of could the machines start doing that kind of you know sampling right so so let me give you an example yeah. imagine you are it's it's the 1800s and you're sort of you get shipwrecked on an island and you know there's you know the indigenous people of the island are there and sort of the classic uh um i don't know the british novel from you know 1824 or whatever yeah um, and you know, there's there's the scene where you have to, you know, they're, they're learning each other's language, and they, you know, but they're it's not you know it's not in English and French it's you know English and this sort of, um, you know, Asian something that's it's very different yeah uh, grammatically all that kind of stuff, and so you start with you know hi, you know, 
you know, me, Guthrie. And so, so just in the same way that an AI starts really, really very similar, it's like these things, you know, so when AI is doing, um, when deep learn, neural networks are, are, for example, learning image processing, you, you start with what, like one of the things you can be is like, how, how round is it? Because like some things are rounder, some things are pointier. And to be able to distinguish the roundness of an object, you know, so like an apple, right? It's probably a picture of an apple if it has certain colors, if it is roundish, right? If, if it has a lot of sharp lines, probably not an apple. Yeah. So so just, just being able to distinguish, for example, that something is more round or something is more straight is one of the many, 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 you know, attributes that, that these algorithms are sort of running. The the one of the networks that's 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 running. Well in that there's a there's an exact corollary in brains that does the same thing. Right. And the, I mean they didn't yeah, that's that's where, that's where all this stuff came from. It's not it's not an accident that neural networks are set mm-hmm. up to learn the way humans learn. It's it's they ideally it would be a, a, a I software didn't think that parallel. neural networks were set up to learn the way humans learn. We'll have to we'll have to look at that. My my original understanding of the original TED talk from the lady who did the um, Google image search, yeah, which is really the first first good sort of publicly successful old networking stuff um was that i'll just say i'll just put it this way it's not called neural networks for, for no reason <laughs> <laughs> but i could i could totally be wrong but that's sort of my understanding of things yeah um, is that they really are trying to make networks that work in sort of neural neural brain so well way anyways the so, point the point is is that so if you just start with hello and like what is ho- so so like if i say hello versus i say get back like like just just the um think of hello if you can if you can uh, synesthesia it okay as a feeling yeah um right it's a combination of sounds you know, you start with the valley, you have the hello, you know, there's like, you can create in much the same way that a, um, that a, a deep learning algorithm would look at, I want a bagel and can sort of deconstruct it as, right, sort of, okay, this is noun, verb, the arrows, the sort of cut, the, the sort of the if then statements of sort of how natural natural language is put together as as a as a sort of a chart imagine if you could make a chart of that that would make sense as sort of a software code language you could have a deep a learning a, a neural network that you know it, it just again neural networks can be infinitely sophisticated you know uh, Think of how exact Google image search is now. If you want a black cat versus a gray cat versus a Maine Coon, like do, there are all these, it, it's very, very good at detecting those subtle differences. So you start with, okay, hello, being like th- that, that sort of shape, you know, when do you say that? What right? do you it's, mean, when do you say that? Okay, so, so we have the shape, hello, 
which is this auditory shape. Yeah. So so it's one thing for the the the, the neural network, deep learning, is going to have to figure out when to say that. So think of like the Tesla, okay, in the car that's doing neural network stuff to self-drive. First, it has to identify a stop sign, but then it has to do something with it. It has to, so, so there's an algorithm that says, okay, when this, like, so, so in context, when the stop sign is within 20 meters and you're driving at a certain, you know, uh, per, you know, per, per hour amount, right? They just apply the brakes here. This is sort of, so it kind of goes through the neural network of like the best way to handle each sort of situation while you're driving. Yeah. So, so the hello is like a stop sign. It's it sort of, it's a record. This is a, hey, this is an object I recognize. I recognize hello. This is, this is a, an object that I'm familiar with. But then when to use it? All right. You know? Now, I have so, another so, question. So, so that's for you, like though. the next step. So, so if you only did, auditory learning only you would have to sort of guess when to use the different sounds and the different hellos to communicate and so you'd be learning communication the same way a baby learns communication which is trial and error and sort of putting you put blocks of of different sound combinations together and sort of mash that together and that's how you start to form sentence structure all right, but I have another question. Yeah. What about the prosodic information? You know, the, the, because if I say, you know, let's see, I'm trying to think of a machine learning. What is prosodic information? Oh, prosodic information is the emotional information that we convey in our speech um, by uh, when we go up and when we go down. You know, if I say, no, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. So, right, so, hello is... Different is from like, hello. Yes, yes, exactly. Or like, one is a, one's a black use, cat, one's a gray cat. The example I use is, you know, I can say, I can't wait to go to the store. Or I can say, I can't wait to go to the store. Or, you know, I mean, I can say it with different intonation and it gives a different meaning based on the way that i'm saying it and so again you have to remember neural neural networks can become and again this is in the future infinitely complex so there's no reason to say that it couldn't it can't take it can't notice the fine nuances in the different stuff and see the different colors in it that okay this so for example um, one of the things that was really challenging for the early visual neural networks mm-hmm. was cats with a piece of bread over their head. Yes, but why would you have an image of a cat? It was a, it was a it was a funny thing people were doing a bunch of years ago where you cut a hole in a piece of bread and you put it on your cat. <laughs> and okay. what can it, I right? say that people with cats sometimes do strange things? I uh, yes. I think that's I think that's very fair. Yeah. So 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 it has to figure so it knows, you know, it knows what a generic picture of a cat is. It knows what bread is. What happens when you put bread on a cat? You know, is it bread? Is it cat? Is it bread and cat? Like it has to it has to figure that out. And 
we're basically there. Uh, I'm gonna give it a test. Um, I'm just going to do a little. Uh, <laughs> How can you give it a test now? I'm gonna go to Google. I'm gonna do um, uh, cats with bread on their head. Okay. And I'm gonna go to the image search. Uh huh. And it's nothing but cats with bread on their head. <laughs> it's amazing. You mean that Google can knows what yeah. that is it knows what that is and every single picture is perfect all right like, it's now, not it's not like half of them are right and half of them are wrong They're i'm typing this in just because i want to see what cats with bread on their head look like image search. that is so bad <laughs> no they don't all have bread on their head well one has a pizza around its <laughs> neck. I think this is... Is pizza a bread? Uh, I think this is... One is just a cat sleeping with nothing. One is a cat next to a loaf of bread. That's interesting. <laughs> um, some of these don't have anything to do with bread. And what? And you're in Google image search? Cats with bread on their head. Was, it, was what you searched? Yes, exactly. Now, I do think that it looks like cat torture to me. Hard to tell what cats like or don't like, I have to they, say. A lot of them do not look like they're enjoying this. That's kind of part of the point. But, all right. So, the point is, yeah. is that if the algorithms can sort of s suss out this, this sort of complex behaviors, I think... It's not crazy to think that they can determine the difference that's between I'm having a great point. day and um, I'm having a great day. Right, you know? that's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, anyway, so, so, the, the, so the big thought is if you force the computers, the, the software, to only look at auditory and have to make guesses strictly based on an auditory way of doing things, I think you're going to get much more human like way of seeing the world and feeling the world in a way that I don't think you can get if you just break it down into the simpler words and objects. Hmm. Cause it's, cause it's, it's all about, it's all about the feel of the word and the color of the way it's said and putting those little fun musical colors together in combinations um it, it's it's a lot more music and it's a lot less um math and the way when you break down uh sentence structure into just words it's a lot more mathematic okay so now i have a formulaic. question for you yes what do we do with this nothing i just wanted to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope someone uses it and becomes now, a billionaire. Now, I had a billionaire. dream that had to do with dogs and jazz I can't use piano. it. I don't so have capital. So can we do anything with that? Wait, with dogs playing piano? No, there were dogs in it, and then someone was playing a jazz piano song. You should take up painting, and you should do a dogs playing piano. <laughs> like dogs playing poker, except they're uh, playing piano. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, Catherine, um, I, I love, you know, maybe... Maybe someone out there is does AI work, and they can. Uh, I think this is the way to unlock. They can point us to to. I'm sure somebody's doing human work on this. Deep don't learning, you think? human feeling. 
with that that's that's this is this is the secret is doing it with auditory don't you uh, think somebody must be build. out there doing it no uh, oh i think it's All right, too if, hard if any of you listening know that someone is out there doing this would you please let us know we want to know how's yeah. that um yeah this is this is yeah i think it's too hard and why would you go to work on something that would be like too difficult so um but yeah we'll 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 find out so this that was my big dream this is my update this is uh anything else you want to add on this very special no i think it's uh i no i i think your your dream was interesting if you have any other dreams that we can turn into episode 101 (laughs) through 200 just let us know Uh guthrie and um yeah, I'm just glad, you know, it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast, so I'm glad that we did that. And I I think I sent you a message this morning of, you know, the, ne- the next podcast idea. So hopefully we'll do another one of these. Oh, I don't didn't know if I saw that. Okay. Oh, hopefully well, we'll do this I, hope, really um, I hope everyone is staying safe out there. Um, yeah. I, I hope uh, I hope you're doing well. Hope um, ho- hopefully we can get back to doing uh, workshops and stuff some, at some point, but... Uh, hopefully people who were listening to this found it entertaining and uh, that that sort of made your day a little easier that's that's my goal all right hey Guthrie yeah stay safe stay safe as well I'll talk to you later